In today's episode, I'm interviewing Sandra Chuma. Sandra is an entrepreneur, a speaker, a coach, a podcast host, and an award-winning documentary filmmaker. She's the founder and creative officer of Worthy, which is a platform focused on helping women stop procrastinating on their dreams and take confident actions towards creating a life they love without overwhelm. Sandra was raised in a tiny mud hut in Zimbabwe with no running water or electricity. Sandra had never been one to let circumstances define her. Through her hard work and support from her village, she became a management consultant advising major global companies and then went on to build two successful companies. But despite all her professional success, She knew she wasn't walking in her purpose, and so Sandra made the decision to go back to school in 2015 to get a master's degree in journalism, storytelling, and documentary filmmaking from Columbia University. Through the power of story, leveraging her experience as a management consultant, Sandra had made has made it her mission to help others create the best version of themselves. She's building brands focused on providing inspiration, tools, and community. Without any further delay, here is Sandra for you all. It's such an incredible episode. If you have ever struggled with worthiness issues or self-worth issues, if you are still struggling with it, this is an episode worth listening to. I can't wait to get, please tag both Sandra and I, with your takeaways from this episode. I'll see you on the other side. You are listening to the Create Your Vibrant Life podcast. This podcast is for you if you are ready to tap into your inner wisdom, unlock your personal success, and evolve your life and business. I am your host, Padma Ali, and I'm well known in the space of neuropsychology and energy healing. I help evolved entrepreneurs and high-performance leaders like you remove the invisible barriers that you cannot see that are keeping you stuck from transforming your life. As we journey together, you will quickly discover that the only way to create your vibrant life and reach new levels of success is to go within. There's no better time to discover the gifts of your inner wisdom than right now. So welcome to the Create Your Vibrant Life podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Create Your Vibrant Life podcast. Today, I have an amazing guest, Sandra Tuma. Sandra, I'm going to let you introduce yourself, and I can't wait to dive in. Oh, my God, this is going to be a juicy one. (laughs) That's one of the questions, Padma, that literally strikes fear in my heart when people say, introduce yourself, and I'm like, what do I say? you on that I'm like I could be anything you want me to be I could be whoever you want me to be today (laughs) 
but I, I love to think of myself as a work in progress. I'm, I'm a girl who's out here trying to figure out this thing that we call life and going on different journeys in this journey that we call life. And some of the things that I love to talk about and a lot of what I'm doing now is really in the coaching and mentoring space. And really, because for me, what I found is that I teach that which I most learn. So that's why I say I'm on the journey. I will always be on the journey. But I really love to talk about all things, especially about worthiness, about habits. Those are some of the things that I spend the most time talking about. But I love to talk about all things in helping other people and helping myself live my most extraordinary life. Well, I have to say, anybody who's listening, Sandra is being extremely humble. I refuse to take this answer, Sandra. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. You are very humble. You have, you are extraordinary. The things you have shown is just phenomenal. The way I, I think you're an amazing storyteller and you're an amazing coach. For all of you who don't know, um, Sandra and I met through a program called Transformational Coaching Program. Through, and, and in that, we're coaches right now together. And I get to watch Sandra's extraordinary skills every week. And so you're being very humble. <laughs> no, you know, it's so funny you say that. And I think this is the interesting thing about life is that we never see ourselves how other people see us. You know, I think oftentimes, especially we, we tend to, and myself, I'm speaking for myself here, that we t I tend to see all the things that I'm not or the things that I'm not good at or the things that I'm not doing well versus what, you know, you might see. And so thank you for saying that. And for me, I literally, I'm, you know, I'm a member of the Padma fan club. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably applying to be president of the fan club. So I think I'm, I, what you see in me is what I see in you. <laughs> oh, I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Mutual admiration society. <laughs> so Kendra, like I know that self, that worthiness and self-love and habits, like these are some of your favorite things to talk about. How, what brought you to that arena? Oh my goodness. Um, first and foremost, one of the things, one of the biggest realizations that I've had on this journey of personal development is understanding that everything really comes down to how we see ourselves, you know, what we believe to be true about ourselves, what we believe to be possible. And a huge part of that is self-worth, right? Our feelings of worthiness. And for me, it really started with my own journey, you know, feeling like I was always chasing external to make me feel worthy to make me feel like if i could just make this much money or if i could just have this thing or if i could just fit in this size of jeans then i would feel good about myself and it was really in that constant chasing 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 that really led me to feel empty right it felt like nothing no matter what i did was filling that void and it led me to ultimately looking into coaching and mentorship and different programs, which is how how we met and led me to the realization that worthiness really is an inside job, that there is no amount of anybody telling you how good you are, no amount of money, no amount of, you know, anything that can make you feel worthy. And what I found as I started to step into 
helping other people or sharing with other people and then coaching other people is that that fun foundationally fundamentally is what so many people are struggling with they think that it'll be the next thing that'll make them feel good about themselves but it's really about worthiness and so i decided that's what i wanted to talk about wow it's like so profound because it's not external to you like it starts with within and then that creates your external life a hundred percent absolutely and you know you, you said something else as well that i love to talk about habits and you know i actually got certified as a habits coach and what i realized is oftentimes we think about habits in terms of doing habits right so uh do i go to the gym do i eat healthy do i save money the doing habits very rarely do we think about the fact that our thoughts are habits as well and what i found is that so many of us have habits in our thinking that don't serve us habits where we beat ourselves up habits where we think we're less than habits where we don't believe in our own innate worthiness and so that's why for me it seemed like a natural a very symbiotic relationship to talk about worthiness and habits and especially the habits of how we think yeah and that is so true right like habits most people think about habits like okay at what time do i wake up what time am i going to work out and am i working out every day it's more like the doing external again and you're saying habits are internal including your thoughts and how how are you living your life with the th kind of thoughts like th thoughts that are worthy or unworthy thoughts even that is a habit exactly like everything everything starts with thought right everything that we do everything that we say it starts as a thought and so when you start to really hone in and to think about what are the thoughts that i think and do they support me are they helping me or are they hurting me and that again going back to the worthiness like it all starts with how, what do i believe to be true about myself and my innate my intrinsic value do i believe that i'm worthy of love do i believe that i'm worthy of building a successful business do i believe that i'm all of the things it starts with what do we believe how do we think about what it is that we deserve or what it is that we we yeah what what are we worthy of yeah it all starts with how we think yeah yeah and and you know like you you also one of the things i've seen about you sandra is like you are an amazing storyteller through stories you communicate and through stories you bring amazing transformation how did that how did you find that beautiful gift you know, it's so funny, again, going back to how we see ourselves and how other people see us. I think for me, story has always been a part of who I am. I literally, because I, I guess to go back to growing up. So my grandmothers, my maternal grandmother and my paternal grandmother, neither one of my grandmothers ever went to school. So neither one of them could read or write. And so how they taught me or how they shared with me, and even just as community within our community, within how I was brought up was through story. That's how knowledge was passed on through the power of story. So I grew up literally from, you know, when I was knee high to grasshopper being told stories. And so for me that, that it just comes so naturally to tell story because that's how I've always learned. And then I did actually, um, you know, for a time I thought that I wanted to 
tell stories professionally. I wanted to be, I thought I wanted to be a reporter. I wanted to be in journalism. And so I actually went back to school uh, when I was 40 years old and studied. I went to journalism school and I actually studied documentary filmmaking. I think also just as I stepped into more of coaching and personal development, what I realized is that stories resonate. Like if you think about all of us, we all understand the power of stories, why you can watch a movie and you your conscious mind and your analytical mind knows those are actors who are acting out a scene in front of a camera, but it's how we can be so moved because story, even if we don't understand the language, moves all of us. And so I, I, I knew that intrinsically there was power in stories also just from my own upbringing. But something else that I realized, and this is something that I, I realized more when I started to step into coaching and, and getting trained in that space, is how much of our life is story. We're always telling ourselves stories, right? We meet someone and we tell a story, whether it's to someone else or even within ourselves, about did the person like me? Do they not like me? Who are they? And what's their life? Like, it, we always are telling story. And so I think that for all of us, we all are storytellers. We just don't realize it. I love it. And I, you grew up in Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe right? I did. Yes. Yeah, so I'm Zimbabwean, proudly Zimbabwean. And, you know, as I said, my, my grandmothers are probably my greatest influence other than my parents. My mom and dad were phenomenal raising me as well, but they were my greatest influence. And, and they, you know, I grew up literally when I was young, raised in a mud hut with no running water, no electricity. And when I look back on my life and I look at how did I end up where I am now, a huge part of that was story. So when I was a little girl, my grandmother who worked as a housemaid, so my, my maternal grandmother worked as a housemaid for um, in a white only neighborhood. And so she would sometimes take me to work when she was looking after me and my parents were working. She would sometimes take me with her to her workplace and I'd be under strict instructions to sit over there, don't touch anything, don't say anything. Um, but when we would go on the bus to this neighborhood, which was so different than where I was raised, like there were like houses with trees on the street and cars in the driveway and the, the family she worked for had a swimming pool. And she would say to me, you know, Sandra, one day, one day you'll, you'll live in a house like this. And one day you'll have a car and one day you'll go to school and you'll have an education. And I think that that for me became almost like the story. That, and it was something she said to me all the time, all the time she would say to me. And she'd even like sometimes when we'd go to church or whatever, and she'd have me with her and she'd be telling people, this is my little granddaughter. One day she's going to go to school. And one day, like all of these stories. And so I think that that's the power story because I grew up with this belief that one day I was gonna go to school and one day I was gonna live in a house on a tree-lined street and yeah so that's the power of story and uh, what it can do for what you believe to be true and what you believe to be possible for you oh my god Sandra that is just so beautiful talk about like subconscious programming right like that is what she was doing with those just those phrases, and we believe, and we we believe, and we become that. <laughs> I, I know when you say that, I'm like, oh yeah, my grandma was like my first coach. <laughs> <laughs> right? 
um, oh my god like she implanted that for you yeah. you can do anything you can have whatever you want it re- it really did like truly because i literally as a kid would be like oh and because you know it was my grandma right and i loved her and i thought that and so the fact that grandma had said it and she said it to me repeatedly it was like oh yeah like yeah <laughs> yeah of course like anything is possible like that's it you, yeah. you don't question you don't question when some somebody's saying that so yeah Can you share a little bit more about how you went from there to where you are now? Like, what was your journey like? Oh my gosh, it's wait, wait, how much time do we have? It's it's been a, a long journey for sure. But as I say, you know, so much of in our culture, we we have a word. Um, that word is Ubuntu. So it's U B U N T U. And what that really speaks to is it's a philosophy about I am because you are, and you are because I am. And it speaks to our shared humanity, our shared the fact that when you hurt, I hurt, and so much of how i was raised was exactly with that philosophy in mind was that as a village even though we had so little like everyone shared and everybody helped everybody and that's exactly how when you say how did i end up getting where i i am it, it literally is so many people contributed to who i am in terms of financial contribution in terms of finance in, in terms of support moral support and all of that kind of stuff so i grew up in zimbabwe as i said and i was lucky to you know have a father who believed so strongly that a girl child was as valuable as a boy child so in our society sometimes the boys are more valued okay. and my yeah, father Indian culture so i really relate to that exactly and so for me i was blessed that my father believed that i deserved to be educated i deserved to go to school and so he really made sure that from literally when i was little that i went to school that i was supported and even though they didn't have much my parents worked so hard to put me through to school sometimes you know schools they really couldn't afford where they were borrowing and to just so I could go to school and it was it was through that then that I was able to eventually um graduate high school and then qualify to go to university in the United Kingdom so that's where I did my undergraduate degree and then worked there for a while and then was I guess I was going to say lucky but I I don't believe that it was lucky. I worked for every it's not like I, you know, took a I did work hard because I understood the sacrifices of all of the people who had poured into me. And so I did work hard and eventually had a successful career as a management consultant. So I worked for many years as a management consultant, eventually built my own company which became very successful quite quickly and uh grew that business for many years. and but the, but here was the thing podman this is something that i really want to emphasize to whoever is listening whoever needs to hear this we think that are for me because i'd come from nothing i thought that i would be happy when when i have the stuff and especially for me growing up in a third world country there's this you know the dream of the first world the dream of 
overseas. You know, that's the big dream as if somehow when you get there, all your problems melt away and life is magical over there. And so that was what I was chasing was, oh, if I could just make enough money, if I could just get the next promotion, if I could just. And so I lived this life of chasing and feeling like on the other side of the next achievement was when I would feel happy, was when I would feel worthy. And what I ended up doing was actually burning myself up. So I actually ended up building this business working so incredibly hard because the milestone was always like, oh, I, I could just make my first six figures. If I could just make my first seven figures, if I could just make eight figures, then I'll be happy and worked so hard that I ended up getting, you know, burning myself out, being diagnosed with adrenal fatigue, being diagnosed with depression. And that ended up being the catalyst for me really stopping to ask myself, what is it that will truly make me happy? What is it that will truly make me happy? And that then became the journey of, you know, personal development and me then learning that worthiness doesn't come from any achievement. Worthiness doesn't come from the stuff. And so that's the one thing that I think oftentimes, you know, we live in a society that sells us on the next big thing and that sells us on us not being enough. If you could just be thin enough, if you could just have enough followers, if you could just make seven figures, then you'll be happy. And so we live this life of deferred happiness. And yet really in the now, you can be happy, right? In choosing to be happy in the now on your journey to whatever more looks like for you. Because listen, I am here for a good pair of shoes. I like driving my nice car, but that's not going to ever make me feel whole. Wow. Wow, Sandra. So profound, right? It is incredible. So I am curious, in that journey, what were some of your biggest lessons that you learned for yourself? Oh, the biggest lessons. Or the biggest growth factor that allowed you to grow to where you I are today. I think that it is kind of it, everything for me, it kind of goes back to that place of worthiness and understanding that what you believe to be true, but also understanding that, as I just said, that happiness, you can be happy now, that happiness isn't over there. It's something I think that would be the biggest lesson for me has been that even in mess, you know, even in when you feel like, oh my gosh, I've, I haven't achieved, oh my gosh, things are going wrong, or even in sadness, that there's beauty in that and being able to, to appreciate all of it and not waiting. My goodness, I think that we waste so much of our life waiting until, right? Waiting until I have this or until this has happened or until, and, and, and yet we, we really in the now can choose our happiness. I would say that's been the, the, the greatest lesson that I've learned is choosing, that I can choose even in the now, like to be happy. Wow. And, and life has not been like, like, you know, like this for you, straight, straight line. Like you've gone through your ups and downs and what you're saying is choose happy. You can choose to be happy through all of that. Yeah. And it's not like every moment is skibbity scopping. Like, you know, I, I almost was on the brink of bankruptcy with my business and at one point and it, 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 that was hard, but I think it's also choosing 
to see everything as either a memory that I'm creating. So when we're in the happy times and the good times and all of that, really appreciating them, really being grateful for them. And then when it's the challenging times, knowing that there's a lesson, what's the gift in everything? There is a gift in the hard times. And it, it feels it, it's something that, um, Actually, my sister-in-law and I were talking about this past week. You know, our family had a, a tragic loss where uh, my young niece uh, passed away very suddenly, very unexpectedly. And I actually had a conversation with my sister-in-law where we were like, what is the gift? How can we, even in the midst of the darkest storm, how can you look for what is, the, and sometimes there isn't a lesson because how do you learn a lesson from, you know, a tragic death? But there's always a gift there's always something in it that you can take away from it and for us it was really holding on to the fact that so many people rallied so many people supported how the family all came together like all of the and then all some of the beautiful memories that were created even in the midst of sadness you know that people who hadn't seen each other in a long time got to see each other things like that just really looking for it but also not living from a place of Pollyanna I'm not trying to say like you know hey you know this terrible thing's happening to you just you know everything's great just look for the gift allowing ourselves to feel the emotions. I think that's been huge for me as well is knowing that whatever my feelings are I can allow myself to feel them. You know, for for me as a girl, particularly as women were raised not to, for example, feel anger, right? It's bad for you to be angry or it's bad, like all of these feelings that we repress. And yet every feeling is telling you something. It's telling you where you're, if you, if you kind of think of feeling good is our natural state. And so when we don't feel good, it's our compass telling us we're off course somehow. And so allowing ourselves to feel the feelings, and it's not always going to be good vibes, love and light all of the time. But even in the hard stuff, allowing ourselves to feel the feelings and, you know, deal with the feelings, allow ourselves to be with the feelings and to trust ourselves that we can deal with the feelings and that there are no bad feelings, that there's just a feeling that needs to be processed. The gift and everything. It is so that that is the biggest blessing, right? Everything in life, there's a gift mm-hmm. that you can take away from. Yeah, yeah. I listened to your podcast, Padman, where you were talking about gratitude and and how in everything you can find gratitude, you know, and uh, uh, I'm reminded of I was I was raised in the church. And I'm reminded of of a verse that I actually spoke at my father's funeral, where I said that in everything, give thanks, you know, it said the Bible verse says in everything, give thanks, which, you know, as I was standing there at my father's funeral thinking, in everything, like, can I just skip this one? <laughs> like, you know, I, I, but really, the, in everything, you, it's all about perspective. How do you choose to go through it? How do you choose to see it? What do you choose to take from it? Because you can choose to be stuck in the anger and the sorrow, or you can choose to say, okay, what's the lesson and what's the gift and how do I move forward from this? So beautifully said. So how do you practice some of these things every day or do you have a specific practice that allows you to stay in this feeling 
I wish I could say that I was perfect and every day I'm all zen and I'm at peace and I'm giving gratitude. No. <laughs> there are days where it is hard. But I think what has changed for me, Padma, is being able to recognize that faster. And so, you know, in before I had the skills to cope, uh, to get through things, I would stay in the hurt and the anger and the but I think that is just being able to 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 process it. And I think the greatest gift, the greatest way that I've been able to do this is actually just getting still. Just getting still and allowing silence. I think that we're so programmed, at least I was. I was programmed to always be on the go. You know, I was raised to believe that, you know, if you've got time to lean, you've got time to clean, lazy, like you were lazy if you're just sitting around doing nothing. And so that's something that as a grown up, I've had to learn to allow myself to be still, allow myself to be quiet, allow myself to listen, allow myself that time, as I said, to process, to sit with uncomfortable emotions. And that can sometimes be a, a hard thing, being able to just sit, because we're, we're in a society that gives us so many things to numb ourselves, you know, literally constantly in our pockets. We have phones, we have you know, TV, we have all of the things that allow us to numb, to never feel. And so being able to be with myself sometimes is it's a gift and sometimes one of the hardest things. Yeah, I hear you. You know, when I was younger, I was like, I could not stand to be by myself like every the four walls would feel like they're like going to eat me up and now I'm like give me a moment give me alone time nobody talk to me nobody be around me I just need to be by myself <laughs> my husband now he's like oh do you need alone time <laughs> like, yes Oh, it's such a, such a gift. It's such a gift. Wow, it's so beautiful. It's so, so beautiful. So how do you challenge yourself to stay? Like, how do you get back on? I mean, challenge. Well, I'm thinking about a particular thing that you just shared right before. For me, it feels like, wow, like that's Sandra challenging herself to like step out of her comfort zone. This is you know, <laughs> so funny. All right. So we, we will, I'll share in a moment. But to, as kind of background, for myself this year, every year at the beginning of the year, I choose a word, right? And this year, the word that came to me, it actually came to me kind of a year ago, kind of November timeframe where, you know, kind of starting to wind down and you're thinking about what's, what's going to happen, you know, or thinking about the next year. And the word that came to me was courage. And when it came to, it literally was just like dropped in my head, this is courage. And I was like, uh, no, <laughs> no, thank you. Because I know for you to have courage means you have to put yourself in uncomfortable situations, means you have to face fear, means I was like, no, can I just have another word? Like maybe like, you know, calm or quiet or something nice and I resisted it but it's the word that for me kept coming back was this was a year of courage and it's definitely been a year of courage for me Padma I've been called to step into courage in so many ways so many ways that have felt uncomfortable that have felt like they really stretched me and I kind of was getting to the point where I was like, okay, right. Okay. I think I've, you know, almost at the end of the year. Yeah, I made it. I was courageous. 
And then my husband and I were having a conversation. And as I, I think, I'm not sure if I mentioned, we've had death in the family. We've had loss in the family. And the conversation that's been coming up from my husband and I was, what, what does it mean for us to truly live? For you to truly live. And that was a conversation that we're kind of going round and round about what does that mean to live? When we're writing down, so we're sitting down one day and we're writing down all of the things that for us would be living. Most of them were related to travel. You know, for years I used to have the the stuff goals, you know, the I want my dream house and my dream car and blah blah. And and now I've reached a point where it's like, yes, I can want more, but is it really gonna make me happy? And so when we're talking about it, it was more about experiences. And so my husband planted a seed and he was like, Why don't we just travel? And I was like, uh, yeah, we could do like a three week trip and then we come back and then maybe we could do like a month somewhere and then we come back. And he was like, no, no, like, why don't we just like let go of stuff and travel to go wherever with no agenda, just travel. And literally I felt my body like constrict because coming from, you know, the background that I did where I grew up with nothing. I've somehow a lot been attached to stuff, right? And so that's why so many of my goals were stuff goals, right? Like I could just have more stuff. And so I'm very much someone who is like, this is my stuff and this is my stuff. And I like looking at all my stuff. My husband's like, no, let's just let it go and let's travel. And I resisted for a while. But I think really this year, as I said, with so much loss and so many, and I lost my father very suddenly three years ago. And I remember being struck by standing at his casket and realizing as they were putting him into the ground, that literally like, that all he's taking with him, that is the suit that he's wearing. That's it. This was his entire life. And he just gets to be put into the ground. Not, I remember having that as like, wow, like all of the things, because I knew like how hard my dad had worked and all of the things that he was so proud of. And he left it all behind. And so that was something that my husband and I kept coming back to is we can't take it with us. But I was still clinging on to but I like my stuff and I like my routine and I like, you know, but I realized that for me to grow, I have to let go. That the stuff is just that. And something my husband has, has reminded me of is, is stuff. You can get more stuff, right? When you come back, there will be newer versions and better versions that you can get. And so the question he has been asking me is, what's more important to you? Is it to truly live your life and truly create memories? Or is it to have a closet full of clothes that you hardly ever wear? And so that's the courage that I've been called into is really allowing myself to experience what it means to live and going on this trip that I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> that is so fun. I mean, like that is like you stepping into adventure. Maybe next year's word is going to be adventure. <laughs> Actually, no, my word, actually, what came to, and funny you say that, literally today, because I'm literally getting ready, we're leaving in two days, uh, it's been, you know, the last minute packing, putting things in storage, and all of that kind of stuff, and I, I got in the car, and the word, what came to me was creating that this year is about creating magical experiences. Oh, my God. Like, 
oh, where'd that come from? Hello? <laughs> oh, my goodness. How amazing. That is incredible, Sandra. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, not everyone. I mean, one thing I want to say, Padma, is there's actually a quote, and I'm going to misquote it here, but it's by uh, Maya Angelou. And Maya Angelou says along the lines of that the greatest virtue, the greatest value that you can live is courage. Because without courage, you cannot have any of the others, any of the other virtues. And that's one thing I, you know, I'd want to share with, with your listeners is that what is what what would courage look like for you? Whether it doesn't mean like, you know, pack up your home and travel for months on end, but what does it look like? Are you truly living? Like truly living? Like, do you get to the end of every single day? And can you ask yourself, did I truly live? You know, did I love? These are actually had it framed on, you know, behind my my desk was, did I live? Did I love? And did I make a difference? And so those are the three questions that I want to invite whoever is listening to ask themselves at the end of every day is, did I live, truly live, like truly, truly feel like, yes, you know, this was my last day. This was a great day. And I hope for, please, I'm touching wood here, everybody, touch wood. I hope that everybody has really incredibly long lives. But remembering that no matter how long you live, it is only a blip in time. And how are you going to make that life, the gift of that life, the privilege of being here, how are you going to make it matter? That's just so beautiful. I always say that the only thing certain in, certain in life is the death stamp that we come in. I mean, I'm, I'm less, <laughs> you're like, let me just... <laughs> be nice about it I'm like no I'm very crass about it because that is the truth it's the only certain thing like we come all of us come with a dead stamp like how do we use that there's mm-hmm. nothing else that's certain in life everything yeah. like like you said like through the ups and downs you can make changes and choose other ways of being yeah. at the end of the day it's finite and so how are you going to live today that's beautiful how do you live your life with courage every single day yeah yeah. yeah. So Sandra, where can people find you? I know you have your own podcast. So can you share with the listeners where they can find you and where they can listen to you? I have my own podcast that Padma has been a guest on. So <laughs> you can listen to that episode where we recorded together, which is a super fantastic episode. So my podcast is called Worthy with Sandra Chuma. So you can find it all places where you listen to your podcast. I also have a website. My website is sandrachuma.com. And I hang out most on Instagram. My handle is at sandra.chuma. Also on Facebook, kind of, sort of. But yeah, you, somewhere between those, you can find me. Beautiful, beautiful. So are you going to continue with your podcast when you're traveling? I am. I'm actually really excited. I just bought like some equipment to travel with. Uh, I'm really excited to share the journey yeah. and the realizations and the what unfolds for me, it, putting myself in this space of that is so different. Because, you know, I'm, I'm very much, you know, I'm, habits right I'm like habits and structure and and then here I am like I don't know where I'm gonna be so I'm like I'm excited to 
to yeah. see what unfolds. And I'm really setting the intention because Padma, I know you know the power of setting intention. I'm setting intention that this is going to be an expansive and expanding experience that I'm, I'm open to wherever I'm going to be guided to go because I know that I'm going to learn a lot about other places, but also learn a lot about myself. That's beautiful. It's beautiful. Maybe you can start a vlogging. <laughs> I'm a travel blogger. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that would be amazing. Right? All these beautiful places and also your experience. Like this is really pushing up against comfort zone and how you're working through that. Like it's so beautiful to see that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm, ex I'm very excited to accept. Here's one thing that I'm realizing Padma <laughs> is duality that I think some, we've, been, we've been so taught that it's either this or this black or white, you know, like that, but realizing that life is both it's and right. That I, you can be, I am so excited. I'm also so fearful right now. Like I'm so filled with anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> then they're both okay <laughs> absolutely right it's just a feeling and you can have multiple set of feelings at the same time mm. and that's okay yeah 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 so i'm allowing myself to feel a lot of duality <laughs> oh that's beautiful i love it love it i'm wishing you the most safest beautiful travels and i can't wait to keep following you and everyone like follow sandra on instagram so we can all chase your stories on what you're doing oh that's so cool thank you sandra thank you thank you thank you for being here we're i'm so grateful for your time and your energy and your wisdom I'm so grateful for you, Padma. You know how much I love you. You know how much I just think the world of you. So thank you for having me on your podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Create Your Vibrant Life podcast today. If you have gotten value from today's episode, I invite you to share it with your friends and colleagues. If you would like to further connect, you may follow me on Instagram at Padma Ali and LinkedIn. Of course, you may also visit me at PadmaAli.com to get more information on how we can work together. Thank you so much for being here.